You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Kids, we've done it. We're here. Players have shown up. Uh, All of you t-shirt makers out there, enjoy it. Obviously, you guys are getting a lot of run today from the players rolling on in, so congratulations with that. Pete Smith, Jeff Lloyd, your local experts on the biggest stories, Brown-wise, brought to you tonight by Hotels.com. Get rewarded with Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Find some little small getaway, maybe a big one uh, with, what, maybe remaining month if you're in Ohio and some other states, another maybe six, seven weeks here where I'm at in New Jersey. Uh, Use Hotels.com. Get rewarded. Try to get away somewhere as we're going to get into your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound here on Locked On Browns. Look, you guys are excited. There's football on the timeline. Pete and I, obviously, we're excited. We get to start talking about on-field things again. Uh, the folks over at House of Hoodies are excited. Uh, got a promo code for you guys over there. Uh, use Jeff, all caps, J-E-F-F, uh, for a 15% purchase off of anything. Get yourself ready for the regular season, for preseason, or headed out to First Energy. Get yourself uh, taken care of, House of Hoodies. Jeff, all caps, J-E-F-F, 15% off your purchases over there. Uh, Pete, first off, good to have you back. Hope they, everything looking well for the streets pro, uh, Streetsboro program as you guys start heading on to your 19th season. NFL-wise, and this is this is a good one here. Um, uh, you know, yeah, I, I guess I, apparently it wasn't that big of a surprise. Apparently they were trying to move on. They weren't comfortable with the money. But either way, Pete, and we've been clamoring about this. And look, you know, you added two more pieces this year. You added some significant pieces this year. But now here it is, you know, obviously camp about to open, a player of Mike Daniels' capability, and the thing we do like is obviously you know, he does bring some pass rushing presence, which we have harped upon now for months with this team. And I go back to this one. You can't, which I kept saying is, you can't tell me you were interested in Gerald McCoy and then have it not work out and say, never mind, we're good. Pete, Mike Daniels is on the market. you got to put the press on. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, first, he's a, a very qualified player. Um, he's, you know, he's been playing good football. He had a good season this past year. Um, he would definitely give the Browns more in terms of uh, versatility. He's a good, he, he's an effective, disruptive force inside. He can play up and down the line. Um, Mike, you know, the question I would have is, did the, Brown, did the Browns front office with all their sort of Packer connections have an inkling that this was coming. And that's why they were sort of willing to uh, be less aggressive when it came to Gerald McCoy, Uh, you know, or, you know, they just have never been terribly impressed with, you know, just weren't impressed with either one. We'll see. I mean, but it's, you know, they had that great opportunity would have been a really big pickup for them. Uh, the argument can be made, depending on how you want to look at the numbers, that Mike Daniels has been playing better football in the most recent year. Um, so in that sense, you can make the case that the Browns are actually, you know, lucking out here. But that's what it is. I mean, it, it's you, you can't plan for this type of thing to happen. So uh, that becomes the question of, are they going to go ahead and, and pull the trigger? Or are they going to you know, take sort of the similar approach they did with McCoy and sort of low ball and see if he's just wanting to be part of the program. Um, you know, obviously there's more familiarity between 
uh, Mike Daniels and, and the Browns with so many uh, other people who were with the Packers uh, in picking him and, and signing him to the extension he had in the first place. Uh, so it, it becomes a really nice uh, opportunity to, to pick up a, a big time player that would address their, what I would argue is their biggest question mark. And certainly again, we're, we're, we'd be back to that conversation, which is the same one with McCoy where we'd have six defensive linemen that are very credible, capable, talented players that can make an impact, which is exactly where you want to be. Uh, and that's and this is what we've gone with, and the, the fact that you're getting a good pass rusher, and actually, you know, by some of the numbers, pro football focus wise, he's actually was a little bit better of a pass rusher last year than Gerald McCoy. Uh, you know, obviously his season did end early last year <clears throat> with a foot injury, so he only got I think it was about 420 somewhere right in that range of uh, snaps last year. Uh, Green Bay is you know made a big shift on their defense. Uh, they want younger, they want more versatility. They obviously went heavy on the defensive line through free agency and through the draft last year. And to pay a guy who was maybe not going to be an every-down player, you know, but I think it was $8.5 million, something of that nature, it's understandable, and it happens. Um, first things first is, you know, you have Demarius Randall, and, you know, they say, you know, Schefter says, and it's usually the first thing, and it, you never know how much truth there is. Oh, he'll look to go to a Super Bowl contender. Um I'm not saying that's true. I'm not disputing that whatsoever, but that's what everybody always says in this scenario. You're looking to go to a Super Bowl contender. Uh, you know you know Demarius Randall. You talk to him, get a vibe for the team, obviously, so you can get it from the player aspect. Obviously, he knows people already in the front office. Um, look, I, I'm sure there there's conversation. I, I, I can tell you that, you know, in speaking with some, you know, the Browns have reached out. Uh, obviously, they'd like to talk. We'll see what happens. But th- this is a gift here. You know, you get this to happen here uh, in July. And But this also can, if you're able to pull this off, it kind of gets to what we've been talking about, you know, and even like similar to the wide receivers and even to the running backs. Even in camp, you really don't have to burn these guys out. Um, you know, if you've got six defensive linemen, you know, it's okay for, hey, you're not going to do much today. Do your individuals, you know, rest, let's go. You know, there's plenty of ways to condition and still be ready to go. Obviously, same thing with the wide receivers, same thing with the running backs. I mean, there's enough corners in this building for camp that, you know, you can do whatever you need to do. But it, it just it's another chance to enhance the depth and get you back to not having to overtax these guys like last year where most likely Greg Williams was probably looking out for his own ass and you know not doing the best to, you know service to his players and making sure that they were you know not at risk for injury and things of that nature but you got to if you can even get in the ballpark on this one and look you're still 32 million under the cap um, for right now it doesn't look like you're giving anybody any extensions right now which you know obviously kind of burns us and we're a little aggravated about it because we have some guys we think could uh be entitled to that money but you know you can't take it with you so to speak so you might as well use some of it pete well i, I think there's a couple ways they can they could certainly use it i think they can also create a little bit more room i think at some point they're going to move on from from chris smith and certainly this would be another easy way to 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 justify that um but yeah, I mean, he's a very good player, and as you said, it, it, you know, you talk about training camp. You it puts you in a position where you can get your work in and get done, and they can use the rest of that time largely to evaluate guys for those last few key spots, uh, or 
you know, get a real sense of where guys are at, but they don't need to sort of burn these guys up. They just need to get them where they're ready to go. They're comfortable in the scheme. They're, you know, everybody's working uh, effectively as opposed to working them, you know, necessarily hard. Uh, they don't necessarily need to find out who can play. It's now finding out, uh, or actually getting them in the best possible. Sh- uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just makes the world of Trevon Coley or some of these other guys, and maybe those guys still make the team and help. But I, I mean, there, there are any number of people who have no idea who Trevon Coley is, but definitely know uh, who Mike Daniels is. And, you know, and also the other thing is if you are right, you get him reps almost every down against NFL competition. It's only going to, you know, obviously enhance, you know, said right guard, uh, most likely also. But it gives him to gain, the, you know, obviously, you know, be, due to the fact that, you know, Zeitler wasn't giving up <laughs> any reps last year. And, you know, Austin Corbett, they were limited. And he, you know, needs the work and, you know, get more bodies in there that can show him things. And, you know, a, a guy like Mike Daniels, the veteran, and he is, there's just guys he can talk to and, and learn things. And it's... It just seems too good. It seems too good of a possibility, you know. And, of course, you know, part of me, Pete, thinks uh, we'll hear that he's a Philadelphia Eagle probably by, you know, Friday morning. Um, I mean, certainly that that's a team that always seems like they're ready to go out and pounce on somebody like that. Uh, but, you know, they're a good team. They've got there are a lot of other interesting playoff teams. Certainly, I mean, it, it stands to reason if the, if the Ravens were willing to – uh, make a play for Gerald McCoy. They'll try to make a play for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of money and flexibility and offering a really good situation, runs really do seem to be in the driver's seat, which is super important and valuable. So I'm, we'll see. But that that would make the most sense, at least to me. Uh, and look, it's you know, it's a nice gift to have right now. Obviously, you know, late moves is something that John's not opposed to. Michael Kendricks probably about around this time last year. Uh, it's it's something you, you know you got to go for. Look, if if he can't, you know, if he's just got his mind up to go somewhere else, you know. But th- you you got to do your diligence and at least try to be in this for you know this hand for as long as he possibly can. Pete's going to tell you about the good folks over at Blue Chew, and then we will start getting to how Week One may have just turned into an even sweeter matchup. Right. So you know the good folks at Blue Chew are trying to take care of you and make sure you and and guys like named Jeff uh, various are on their A game and getting the most out of uh, the, the, the opportunities they get, uh, not only in terms of making sure that the, the swings they take are good, but uh, making it so they can take more than one swing, potentially. Uh, with our Jeff, it's, let's let's get the one good swing and be happy with it. We're not, we don't want to get greedy. But Blue Chew's here to help you out. Um, blue Chew, uh, like the color blue. Uh, Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the FDA-approved active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Uh, for the folks over at Blue Chew, the promo code uh, capital L locked capital O N on. Uh, we do appreciate uh, Blue Chew for their sponsorship of Locked On Browns. And maybe not just a pinch hitter. I, I I may get a starter two a week. Who knows? But uh, again, if you know, if it's something you need, and uh, look, when you get those opportunities, you certainly want to make the most of them. So week one, the Tennessee Titans come to First Energy to face the Cleveland Browns. 
One of the better players on the Tennessee Titans is left tackle Taylor Lewan. And look, don't, I mean, look, Taylor Lewan, you took something. There is a 24-7, 365-day-of-year hotline you can call and say, I am about to take this. They literally punch the thing in the computer. for They'll know the product. If, it'll give you a buzz. No, I wouldn't take that. And so whether you unknowingly, whatever, it, it's where you're at, Taylor Lewan. Four-game suspension. Um, we've... Pete, you talk about all the time with what you might be able to do with Miles Garrett now and, and the find the turd. Well, he's most likely just going to stay at home come week one now. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's Luan is welcome to uh, try to fight this out and and see how it goes for him. I, I don't have much hope for him. I, I don't I've, I've not, you know, going back to his college days, found him particularly credible. Uh, he's had issues like this before, um, in terms of, you know, problems with staying on the field. It's not too difficult for me to believe he actually did do something, uh, that would cost him those four games. Uh, Miles Garrett seems more disappointed than I am, uh, which is fine. But yeah, I mean, look, that is a big loss for them. Uh, if you're trying to, uh, you know, come out that first game of the season and, and get a win, uh, if you lose your, your starting left tackle for that first month, uh, the Browns, you know, get a very good matchup handed to them. And, you know, th- this is one of those things where they have to make the most of it. Uh, look, I mean, you know, Taylor DeWan's a very good left tackle. Um, there's still, you know, and I still remember his combine and a lot of people, wow, guys this big aren't supposed to move like that. And there were some rumblings about whether or not, you know, Tyler, you know, Luan may have been, you know, dabbling then um and as you get to a certain point in your career look i mean but it is what it is something even if it is something you unknowingly put into your body it it was in there and that's usually how these things play out um marcus mariota was getting sacked at a rate of 11.3 last year this certainly doesn't help especially with the browns week one especially with the fact they can already go minimum five deep on the defensive line uh, it, it could be a long, long day for number eight and for Marcus Mariota. This is this is the absolute make-or-break season of his career. Nobody really knows what he is yet, and then we're in year five. Uh, so you know, it, it it could be a rough start uh, for the Tennessee Titans, um, and just makes you know everything look a little bit more you know exciting for that home opener week one. So uh, look, Taylor Lewan, it's where it's at, but you know. I can see it now, Pete, though. I can see kind of some of it now. Browns win easily. And then the naysayers. Well, the Tennessee Titans didn't have Taylor Lewan. You can almost see those lines being written already. Which is fine. But, you know, the Browns haven't been 1-0 since, like, 2002 or something like that, if that if it was even that year. Um, so, look, nobody's going to feel sorry for the Titans. Uh, and certainly no one's going to uh, feel sorry for the Browns if they have an injury or anything like that. So, Look, I, you know, I'd rather have the Titans at, at full strength, uh, just to, you know, prove the point here. But, you know, this isn't like an injury. This is so, you know, unless there's really some, uh, you know, ex- explanation that works for this. It's self-inflicted, and it's not anything that, like, you know, 
bad luck or anything like that. It's just somebody made a choice and it was a bad one and it's going to ultimately cost their team. Uh, and look, this is just the way it goes. And you know, with this stuff, though, I mean, once you get once you get there, it's 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 not something you're most likely getting out of. So, you know, with that being said, um, and Pete, now obviously with players showing up today, and we're dealing with some of the nonsense. And uh, I don't know if you saw this one, but I think I want to say it came. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it came out yesterday. Um, look, we admitted we didn't watch the ESPYS, but we know, and it's already the Odell coverage. Guys, just talk ball, for God's sakes. People talking yesterday about the fact that there's no blonde in his hair. This happened over two freaking weeks ago. And again, and well, to the media side of it, you've got family members of players complaining about this media. You guys have covered this team, which has not been good forever. You've got stars pretty much almost at any positional group really really talented guys and does anybody know how to cover any of this pete well i i can't say i've gotten a chance to see too much of it but nothing you're describing surprises me too much i think there is a sort of celebrity celebrity vibe going on around this team which is uh annoying i mean i, I think the the shine has worn off on that and you know we're at the point now where the ooze and awing over over some of this stuff uh, needs to give way to better questions and think more thought-provoking things, and certainly I think the players uh, would prefer that. Uh, you know, I mean, certainly it getting asked dumb questions about your hair, or whatever, certainly easier than you know some difficult pressing question. But still, I think uh, if you're trying to get a thoughtful answer, get them to engage. I don't, you know, this isn't the way to do it. So I don't, I, you know, this is one of those things where I hope. Um, it improves, but I don't expect it much, and we'll see. I mean, obviously, the national media is going to be all over training camp. Um, uh, no later than the 28th is going to be a big day for them. Uh, do, there's some feature I think ESPN is going to have for them. Um, so, look, you'll you'll have more uh, national folks there asking questions and all that good stuff. Uh, so, look, I mean, if you're there, I mean, do your homework, get on it. Uh, another thing, um, and this came up again as far as it pertains to Odell. Who the hell care? Does anybody care what people's sexual orientation is? This is so disturbing. Um, now that this is, I think, the second time now where people are trying to out people, for God's sakes. What the hell is wrong with everyone, Pete? Um, yeah, this is. Uh, childish to say the least. Uh, it's one of those things I, I, I don't get. Uh, look, you know, whether you want, whether you find out a specific name of somebody or not, you know, it's a there's a certain percentage of the population that's gonna that's gonna fall in that category, and there that that's certainly gonna be part of the NFL. So, you know, whether he is or someone else is or whatever, I don't care. It's not particularly interesting to me. But you know that's his his or the, whoever's business in this case. Um, if they want to talk about it or it's important to you know come come forward with that information is you know to sort of uh, I, I guess uh, empower others or, or or you know empower themselves or whatever. Great, but the idea that other people are sort of you know trying to guess on the topic is really really stupid because ultimately most people just don't care 
so if, if you do that and you're wrong, you just look like an you just look like an asshole. So you know, I, I, there's plenty to talk about. That seems pretty boring to me. Uh, you're you're just about to start training camp, and and that's and that's your worry. Especially now, I mean, with everything on the line, what this season could be, it just. It, it's, just, it's freaking nonsense. It's childish garbage. It's crap. Uh, I'm trying to think here. Now, Pete, um, obviously you've been away a couple of days. Obviously now Drew, Drew Rosenhaus has come to Cleveland, um, you know, had his discussions with John Dorsey. Uh, I, you know, I'm not sure what Drew was thinking, but uh, it, I, I, I can't believe anything's changed as far as the Browns think. The Browns think they have a valuable asset that they need for the first half of the season. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I I think this is what we talked about before. I think Drew Rosenhaus comes in. He's sort of trying to get his point across and see if there's any movement. And ultimately, if there isn't, he's going to sort of get bored and move on. Uh, I don't think, you know, I don't I, I don't see this being some long, uh, abridged battle over here because I think he's got more interesting, more lucrative options out there. So, um you know, I think he will sort of give it the old college try, see if they can move anything. But ultimately, you know, him being hired or any agent being hired in this case doesn't do anything unless Dorsey wants to move him. So, you know, I don't, I don't really see that there being much of a change unless uh, unless uh, Ro- Rosenhaus can c- convince another team to go ahead and put up a bigger offer. Uh, that is going to be lucrative enough for Dorsey to want it and make the move faster. Yeah, this has all the makings of, you know, Drew coming in saying, well, you know, Duke would still like to be moved. Well, we kind of know where we're at. Um, Look, we kind of need him. And even for the Browns, what you want is you want camp to start. You want Duke to get around his guys, get around everybody, have some fun, get back into the football groove, and, you know, he may be, all right, it's all right, we're good, whatever. But it also, I think, for what Drew Rosenhaus leaves the office, you know, leaves the facilities with is John Dorsey saying, well, if you think there's a deal out there that I'm going to be comfortable with, go find it and bring it to me. You do it. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm where I'm at now. I'm focused on getting training camp going, and I got 90 guys in this building right now that I put a lot of time and effort into putting this roster together. We're good. Yeah, that's the thing is, you know, the, the idea that it was somehow going to make this thing go faster. I never, it never made sense to me because there's nothing he can do that can sort of force their hand other than doing something like holding out. And I don't think even that really does a whole lot. But I think the Browns have all of the uh, leverage in the situation and they're going to do what they want to do. And I don't think uh, John Dorsey's afraid to sort of, you know, quote unquote, make an enemy here. Uh, but he's ultimately going to operate on his own timeline, and he has every reason to want to do so, especially because Duke Johnson can be very good in the short term. Yes. Um, new player headed to camp uh, from University of Utah Center. Low. I'm so bad at these. I'm going to go with Low Felamaka. Pete, uh, you know, I, I saw your initial thoughts on him. Um, Always got to enjoy those Samoan dudes. Those guys are some tough sons of guns. But, uh, you know, a little late here, 
little late signing. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, there's talks now. Some people want to put nine offensive linemen, possibly ten on this final roster, which gets a little tedious and probably not going to happen. But uh, uh, another camp body in here. Right. Uh, I'd be very curious to, as to what he actually weighs now. Um, when he came out to the combine, he measured in at 272, which is more like a blocking tight end or a long snapper. Um, I have not seen, and, and maybe it has not announced yet, or maybe they, they had an open roster spot they just hadn't filled. Um, the uh, is this maybe for Kareem Hunt? Because I'm trying to think what it's. It, it, he goes on something weird. It's oh, it's a uh, eligible. Both, Go ahead. Both Kareem Hunt and Trayon Gray. Uh, the fullback of Miami are listed on the active non-football injury list, so that may be where they're, they're uh, making space. Okay, but uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I athletically it was nothing special uh, in testing. Um, I, I guess he was pretty good in terms of Pac-12 honors, uh, so we'll see. I, but it, you know, I don't know if he was hurt. Uh, I, I, I think he missed a few games last year with injury, so I don't know if there's a lingering issue. They would have caused him to miss a bunch of time and and ultimately wait uh, and hurt him in testing. So where he finds himself now uh, and how credible he is, I don't know. Center's one of those positions where you know the athletic athleticism stuff isn't hugely important. It's you know basically can you play? I mean they're listing him on the site as six five three zero three. So if that's the case, that's certainly uh, a better. Way. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those positions where you can just get guys to compete. Uh, and, and see who can win. I mean, I, I think the group they had uh, was pretty good. Um, but, you know, if they can find another guy that's solid, uh, you know, this may be a situation where this guy's just got healthy um, and, and is ready to sort of contribute. So, you know, it's another guy who can come in and see what he can do. And if, if all else fails, they can, you know, churn that roster again and try to find somebody else. Or, you know, I mean, whatever, even if he shows some worth, you know, maybe he finds himself to where he maybe gets to a practice squad. But, uh, you know, obviously, you know, one more to throw into the fray uh, when they start going live tomorrow on Thursday. Um, best way to help uh, Pete and I, guys, iTunes, rating reviews. Guys, please uh, hit the five star, uh, throw in a written review. Um, I, I, I can't, I am dumbfounded by the amount of listens that we were able to contain post-draft to where we are now. Obviously, OTAs bring some. But you guys have been amazing and along for the ride. And, you know, as this starts to get going, and you can just see it on the timeline. First things first, everybody's a lot happier. Because um, it's just football, Twitter in general. Everybody's a lot happier because there's actually football to talk about. Um, but, you know, it's starting to see an uptick again. So, I mean, I know everybody's excitement is building. Uh, we're going to be here every day giving you everything we can. So, iTunes rating reviews. Make sure you're subscribed. Five-star written review. Uh, Pete, get over to Browns Maven. Uh, uh, well, Browns Maven on Twitter. Make sure you're following over there. Uh, go to brownsmaven.com. Set up. Become a member. Uh, get involved there. You can have specific Browns chats. You know, uh, a little bit... Certainly not the hustle and bustle of Twitter, and you don't have to worry so much about that, but something else to be looking for. And I know a lot of you people, you know, you talk to me about how Twitter may not be your thing. That may be something you enjoy. So go ahead over to brownsmaven.com. Uh, you know, make sure you're reading Pete's work over there, you know, listening to the, uh, you know, you get about the 90 second to, you know, 120, you know, just quick plugs of quick information. Uh, so make sure you're checking that out and uh, become a member over at Browns Maven. So, Pete, we are actually going to kick this off tomorrow. Um, and I actually, well, here, let's go with this question here first. Um, this would be from Tribe for Life. 
how does Daniels compare to McCoy? And what would be reasonable, and the odds of signing are always difficult, but what would be probably the reasonable offer? You're talking about a guy who had $8.5 million coming to him, uh, obviously still would like some money. Um, looks like he is looking for a good landing spot in Mike Daniels, Pete, but the two parts, McCoy versus Daniels, and obviously an offer. I mean, I, I don't see why it's not similar to what McCoy got. Um you know, in that same neighborhood. I mean, the fact the Packers weren't willing to pay it doesn't really mean much to me. But um, it's weird that with that, that they couldn't find a trading partner. Um, so I don't know. I, I guess it sounds like the Brown, you know, the teams will offer less than that. But I mean, if it's a one-year deal, uh, he may not be all that worried about it. But it, you know, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if it was uh, around basically what he gave up, or I should say, what 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 he would have gotten had the Packers not cut him. And you're still at, you know, you still, it puts you at that $23, $24 million range. So you're still absolutely fine cap-wise. Um, like we had said, uh, from pro football focus, uh, pass rushing-wise, you know, he was a little bit letter, better last year. Um, McCoy had missed a little time. So did Mike Daniels. Um, but you, you can go back and check it out. And, you know, and I went back and watched some today, and, you know, there were a lot of, you know, primetime games. Usually you come away from watching a Packer game, you come away from, wow, Aaron Rodgers is pretty freaking good. Um, but there was a lot you don't remember. But, you know, Mike Daniels and wearing that odd-looking number 76. Uh, not a fan. That's an odd-looking number on a defensive line player. But Mike Daniels, the guy's got a motor. The guy can play. Yeah, I mean, look, it's he's better than what they have behind Ogunjobi and, and Richardson. And it gives them... Another capable body allows them to deal with an injury. It allows them to keep guys fresh. I mean, there's it's it, the same way Gerald McCoy did. It just becomes an opportunity to make your team substantially better. So, you know, hopefully this is one of those things where, you know, both sides know each other well enough or are just basically working out details and, and want to get a deal done. But that's the question. I mean, everything about this, would suggest the Browns are in control, which they were with the Joe McCoy thing, but then they just didn't make the lucrative offer that other teams did. So, you know, is that going to be the same situation? Are they going to try to get him for less, or are they? do they want him more? Also, there is the, you know, is there a better shot here for being a little bit more aggressive? Because, you, you know, John's going to have guys within that room vouching for him. Well, I mean, <laughs> hopefully vouching for him. Um, and so it, it, maybe it becomes, you know, a little bit more aggressive of a pursuit in that nature and something that they want to get done because he's got obviously some guys, uh, you know, some constituents, so, uh, so to speak, uh, you know, vouching for the signing of said player. And look, it's a slam dunk if, you know, if it's there and it's there to be had, it's, it's a slam dunk not to turn away from, um, as we get official tomorrow, Pete, um, w- w- what are you looking for right off the bat? For me, I, I want to hear, you know, and this is usually, if it goes well, this is what you hear is, you hear the young kids' names. Um, you know, they usually get a lot of early reps. Um, so, you know, your she, uh, Damon Sheehy, Giuseppe's, your Ish Hyman's. Uh, you want to hear about the young linebackers. You know, you want to hear about, you know, the corners, whether it's Lewis, uh, you know, the kid from Miami. Um, but, it's it's kind of I guess what you're looking for because for the most part we probably know forty to forty two if not more of these guys who are going to be suiting up against the Titans. Uh, yeah, it's not 
Not terribly exciting. I mean, look, everything's going to be focused on who's taking reps, no matter, you know, how many or, or, or when or whatever. Everything right guard is going to be overanalyzed. Everything at the at corner is going to be overanalyzed. Uh, those are certainly things you can want to hear about. But, I mean, the less, the more focus that's entirely on, on the field and less uh, concern or trying to come up with ways to go away from it, the better it is. The more there's actually just talking about what's going on, the better. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm hoping that there are days that the offense is going to look good on and, and win against the defense. And I'm hoping there's days the defense is going to win uh, against the off or get the, get the upper hand. I mean, I'm hoping both sides play well, but I think they've got enough talent on both sides where, you know, it shouldn't be just one side beating up on the other every day. There should be some comp- enough competition where, you know, that every day is sort of a battle and it's going to be a, ch- a ch- real challenge to see who who's the best group of the given day. And the, 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 the more of that there is, uh, the, the better. And, you know, obviously doing everything we can possible to get the work they need done and, and not come up with that, come up with, uh, you know, any situation where they have to come to the cart. Uh, uh, have, the cart doesn't have to come out. Uh, and that's always, uh, you know, for me, it's you know, one of these things where you like, you want to hear about it, but you also want to be the little kid route where you have your hands over both eyes, like, uh, and just absolutely hoping and praying for the best. Um, we've been told to maybe try to do some of these a little shorter. We'll see. We'll see what you guys' reactions are. But, Pete, you've been gone for a couple of days. Um, and, guys, look, you, you still have plenty of time before those first practices start tomorrow. Uh, the uh, entire training camp previews are out. O-line, D-line, wide receivers, tight ends, linebackers, and secondary. And obviously the quarterback and running back position. Make sure you check those out. Get yourself all ready for tomorrow. But, Pete, you've been on the bench for a couple of days. NFL-wise, Browns-wise, anything we've missed, anything you need to get off your chest? I don't think so. I mean, mostly it's just uh, getting caught up on everything that's going on. I I haven't seen anything that's been... I mean, obviously, this was the big news. I mean, uh, the idea that a player that fit the Browns this well would come loose this late is it. But, I mean, everything else seems to be... um, a matter of getting caught up and just seeing if anything really notable happened. Doesn't sound like that. That's the case. It's been a uh, it's been a quiet couple of days. Obviously, you know Odell did his youth camp, which seemed to you know draw great reviews. And guys, look, he, he did a bunch of stuff here in New Jersey. Um, you won't hear it because the New York media got tired of him very quickly and turned on him, which you've seen over the last couple of days. Um, I. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this one, uh, Pete. Gary Myers, I'm not sure if you know where he is, but a uh, New York reporter. And apparently, he's another one of these guys in a tiff about Odell and apparently the GQ article. Um, and this is where I thought you would get a great kick of this. Um, let's see where Odell's at after September when Jarvis Landry catches 26 of 33 targets for four touchdowns and Odell catches 14 of 19 targets for no touchdowns. I thought you'd love that one. Um, yeah, I mean, I uh, I don't think that's terribly likely to happen in that in that sense. Um, I, yeah, I guess I can somewhat understand the idea that you know everybody's gonna get caught up in numbers, but you know it, it would be it would go against what he said when he got here. Uh, 
which is that he's only concerned with winning and all those things. So again, I don't think there's, I think he's going to be the, the number one guy uh, and get every opportunity to, to prove that. But uh, ultimately I think if they're winning in, in, you know, going in the right direction, I don't think he's going to be that upset about it. So I, there's this overwhelming sense from the New York, New York media that because they didn't enjoy him when he was there, that the, the Cleveland Browns fans aren't allowed to either. And uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, that's and that's kind of what it is. And, you know, they're just kind of, you know, and the way they're putting it, and even now with the Browns player, uh, the Giants players in their motto of play ball, and there's no, you know, I mean, they're almost going with the, there's no I in team approach. Uh, no, you let two ridiculously good players in Landon Collins and Odell Beckham walk out your door. You've got a rotational defensive tackle to show for it. Jabril Peppers, let's see if you're smart enough to know how to use him to get the most effectiveness out of him. Uh, it, you know, whatever. And, you know, and the the whole thing with Gary Myers' statement, which just sounds so asinine, is he's got a more accurate quarterback, and somebody's still got to cover him, for God's sakes. And there's no guarantee of that. And this last one, our buddy Joe Hayden. Yeah, I'll be following Odell Beckham Jr. all over the field the two times we play him. Okay, Joe, good luck with that. Um, right. It's one of those where you know he's not what he was. Uh, you know, there was some momentum, at least from Steelers fans, to suggest he was a Pro Bowl player last year. He was not. He's fine, but he's not at a level where he can do anything but really watch Odell run by. And we've talked... Okay. It yeah. might help one way or the other. And we've talked about this. You can throw every cornerback you got on that roster on Odell. Um, hey, other people will be open, but I, I still don't know if it's going to matter. I, you know, I don't know if you got that guy, if all is right with Odell, to uh, make that scenario happen. Uh Pete, uh, let everybody know, uh, you know, how to help you out, where to follow you, where to find you, sir. Um, at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Uh, you can either Google or type in bronzemaven.com or whatever at all. get you to the same place. Uh, you can sign up on there. Uh, it becomes very easy to reach me. Uh, you can comment. You can direct message, all that stuff, uh, and provide feedback or, or start a conversation or whatever, all that good stuff. Uh and there's no no lack of stuff to look at, uh, videos, uh, various stories, and obviously all kinds of podcasts are up. Threw a bunch of those up today. Um, so yeah, I always check it out. Stick around, sign up, interact. Uh, please, uh, guys, make sure you're doing that for Pete. Because look, I mean, we are now. You know, look, it's a struggle to get you through these, you know, the June, the July months. It is. It's difficult, and we try to put out a great product for you every day. But the key to putting out good football content on podcasts or, you know, for Pete, all the work he does over at Maven, is actually having football to talk about. We're there, kids. We've made it. Everybody take a bow. Survived another offseason. It is now game on for what should be, hopefully for all of you, every single one of you the most anticipated and hopefully most successful Brown season 
since a bunch of y'all were in, you know, short, short pants and you were really, really young. This is what we're all looking for. Uh, obviously, you know, follow Pete at underscore Pete Smith underscore the at Locked On Browns Twitter account at Locked On Browns. Always all, all lowercase. Always follow back account. Uh, for those of you who aren't big on tweeting, uh, my DMs are open on both now, my personal account and on the Locked On Browns account. Anything you want, any questions you have, whatever, anything tell us you hate us, tell us you love us, go ahead, drop a DM over there. Hate us, maybe I won't return those ones. But you guys get the drill as far as that goes. Um, Me personally, at underscore, uh, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, throw a follow over there. Again, the iTunes rating reviews, the Maven subscriptions. Guys, please help us out with that. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.